Hey, how about them tops, son? All day, SEC boys. You're listening to the Red Out Podcast. Got a little music going tonight. Welcome into the Red Out Podcast. I am Devin. Uh, It's going to be a little sparse tonight. We got Jared, maybe. What's up? What's up, Jared? Oh, not too much. Yeah, I got a little music going tonight since it's just me and you on the podcast. So uh, I know it should be fun though. We got plenty to talk about. <laughs> I know, right? It's exciting. Uh, kind of got a perfect storm coming this week for basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, we're going to start off with uh, always remember to like, share, and subscribe to the episode. Uh, YouTube, iTunes, Podbean, whatever your media is, just hit us up and uh, make sure to share all that. Um, but yeah, so winners and losers. Uh, my big winner this week is Lamar Jackson. Yeah, that kid went like crazy, didn't he? He went off on the Rams, and the Rams were a team that were just in the Super Bowl too. So I mean, it's pretty <laughs> impressive. What was it like five touchdowns? I mean, that's that's amazing. Yeah. ESPN's blowing up all about him. I think the kid's doing great. Um, yeah, so props to him. Uh, chances that you think that they will get. Um, to the Super Bowl this year. Ooh, I really hope so. As long as it's not the Patriots, I don't really care, honestly. I mean, I really don't. <laughs> I just hate the Patriots. And I would love to see the Ravens get back in there. I mean, John Harbaugh, I mean, gotta love him. He's a good coach. I mean, has Western ties and everything. So that'd be good. Oh, yeah, I completely agree. Ravens, are they ace? AFL? Yes, they are AFC. I'm sorry. AFC, yeah. Yeah, AFC. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, and I could actually see Lamar knocking the Patriots out. Um, they already beat the Patriots once this year, so yeah. Yep. And But the, the thing with the Patriots, too, is they're always pretty good in the tournament. Or in playoffs. They always get that home field advantage, and it's like two degrees and snowing every game that they have, and they're used to that. So that's usually what puts them over the edge with those kind of games. <laughs> I tell you what, it's really funny, is... Uh, um, What's really funny is that the uh, Belichick memes that keep flying around the internet every time you see oh, that. Yeah. Um, so, Mr. Hilltopper's wondering if we'll be going to the game, uh, to the UFL game. I am not. No, I'm going to be in Indy, so I'm not going to be around. Yep. Uh, so, I'm sorry, but Louisville on a Friday, Black Friday, I mean, I realize that all of the, uh, chaos, the chaos has basically ended at that point, but still... It's not somewhere I'd want to be, but uh, I'd love to go to the game anyway. But, you know, it's part of it. Uh, you got to make a home game at some point, though, Devin. I know. I need to. I need to. I'd love to, but uh, not going to be able to make it this week. Um, losers, uh, I'm probably going to steal one of yours, but Duke. Probably. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but America wins when Duke loses. So yeah. there's that. Um, yeah. And, of course, now it did look bump first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that, I mean, that's what I'm saying as far as the perfect storm, because now Western is playing Louisville at first place and Western has a chance to knock off the number one team in the nation. Louisville. Uh, ESPN still got them ranked too, but I don't know who would be above them at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think it gets updates on uh, Sundays is when they have the new AP polls. Okay. So. 
It was like uh, the meme that I posted on the Tower Rack earlier. Like Louisville fans are already saying, "Oh, we're going to be number one in the country next week," and it's like the picture of Big Red just like up against the wall, just kind of like staring his way <laughs> sneakily. So, yes, yes, that's that. Yeah, great. They stuff. haven't had any competition this year. I mean, we'll go into that, but it'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely, Mister Hilltopper. He says, but you, you know, they will think they are number one. Yeah. Uh, they oh, always- right now, number one has been cursed this entire season. I mean, seeing Kentucky get beat by Evansville was incredible. And then you had the overtime thriller the other night with Duke and Stephen A. Austin, which was just phenomenal, seeing them get that last second lay-in. And it was on their home court, too, which I think that was like, they had the longest home streak against non-conference teams. It was like from 2000 was the last time they lost to a non-conference team to St. John's. So that was a huge, huge win for Stephen A. Austin. I'm really happy for the Lumberjacks. They've had, they've always had a really good basketball team. I mean, in the NCAA tournament, they've had a bunch of good upsets. And uh, Thomas Walkup, he was the person that I thought of immediately when I saw that. He was a really, really good player that they had on that team that helped him have a pretty good tournament run. So I'm happy for the Lumberjacks. Right now, all of the Blue Bloods in college basketball are losing to major purple teams. So if you are a purple team come March Madness, I will be voting for you. There you Guaranteed. go. There we go. Um, apparently the Sagarin has uh, U of L number. It's at number 16. So uh, we'll see. I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm, I would love to see them go to number one, and I would love to see Western adopt a purple uniform for one game, but I'm just yes. saying. Um, go ahead. No, that's all I was going to say is, yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah, you did. Um, so um, my last loser of the night uh, is going to be Shoppers on Black Friday. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Cyber I'm Monday sorry. is where it's at, man, and Prime, uh, Prime Day, whenever that is. Yes, Amazon saying. Prime Day. Um, don't know when that is, but I will say, uh, <laughs> I will say that um, I've been Black Friday shopping once or twice. I'm sorry. And it was- Probably the most interesting thing. Uh, Jake used to actually camp out at Best oh, Buy. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. So we'll have to get him to talk about that uh, next week. Hopefully we can get him on. Um, but, yes, he went. He camped out at Best Buy with some of his buddies. Um, and I think that year uh, he actually got us – because they used to give out coupons so people didn't rush in. And uh, so – he got us a coupon for like an Xbox 360 or something, I think. I, it's been too long. I can't tell you. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, uh, yes. So any of the videos of people acting stupid is uh, completely uh, warranted, and they're all You're goofy. right. I do um, feel bad. I guess my loser would be anyone that works retail on Black Friday. Yes. I worked at Starbucks <laughs> on Black Friday two years ago, and I can definitely say that it was terrible. At least that we were actually like staffed right, which usually like during the holidays there would be some people that call out and it's just miserable because you have to do someone else's job on top of yours and it's just chaos. But the Starbucks on Scottsdale Road is where I worked at. And if Bowling Green people know that the line around that store is basically consistent all the way out to Scottsdale Road, usually it's always wrapped around. But on Black Friday, I worked 5.30 in the morning till 2.00. And the line was wrapped around the building when I got there, and it was wrapped around the building when I left. So, oh my gosh, dude, that, that's ridiculous. My wife thoughts worked, and prayers for all. Yes, people. <laughs> yes. My wife worked at Best Buy in two thousand nine to ten, I think. 
uh, in her first Black Friday experience, um, I actually was still with football, so I was I went to Miami, and I dropped her off at uh, Best Buy at like two or three o'clock in the morning. And of course, I remember Toys R Us was packed at three o'clock in the morning. I don't think they opened until like five or six, but it was already packed. Uh, Best Buy had a few people, and I dropped her off at three. Um, and of course I stayed there for a little bit because there was nobody else there. She thought she was going to be stuck in traffic. Um, but yes, that, that experience was probably one of the craziest things. Of course, I didn't get to experience it firsthand, but just secondhand information, just no, thank you to anybody. Um, but yeah, uh, so apparently the Sagarin has us at number 83. So, I mean, I I still think it's possible for Western to beat Louisville. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit more here in a minute. Uh, Jared, do you have any winners and losers besides the ones we've talked about thus far? Uh, well, I mean, of course, Duke was my big loser, and America was the winner just because <laughs> that was beautiful. Yes. Absolutely beautiful. So those are my two biggest ones. So Yes, it's so pretty. It's what it is, yeah. So pretty. Um, so jumping into some other sports, uh, volleyball uh, is doing amazing. They uh, – I feel like they're getting cheated on their ranking, being, what, number 19 in the nation? Yeah. Uh, I want to say I saw where they moved up to maybe 15th. I don't know if that's accurate or not. I may be dreaming that. I don't know. I don't know either. I'll have to Google it. Either way, they're underranked. They only have one loss on the season. They're 31-1, and Conference USA regular season, and tournament titles to go along with it. So it's going to be interesting. I hope they can have a good run in the tournament. That would be huge for their success. And, of course, I mean, Coach Hudson, what can you say about him? He's been – he is like the embodiment of what a hilltopper is and is supposed to be. And he is one of my favorite coaches that Western's ever had in any sport. So I'm glad to see him have all the success that he has. Uh, So according to this, this is through games November 24, 2019. It's still got Western ranked in 19th. Uh, 485 points, 31 and one, which Marquette is 26 and four. Uh, and they're ranked where I'm just, uh, they're 12th. I'm sorry. They must've had just amazing, you know, as far as numbers go, uh, Baylor's number one in the country. Of course, they've got 1,556 points. Uh, so a little bit different, but still, I think Western should at least be, 15th, like we were just talking about. Yeah, and um, I saw where Todd Stewart was trying to vouch to host some of the tournament games, and I think that would be really good for Western and the team as well. That would be amazing. Um, of course, they beat Rice 3-2 on uh, the 24th, which was Sunday, um, and they beat FIU on the 23rd, which was Saturday. So Western swept the weekend. Um, as far as volleyball, football, I think they did in basketball too, didn't they? I don't. I forgot to write the date down. What was that date? Do uh, do 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 do. Let me back up real quick. Um, they played UALR on the twenty fourth, so that was Sunday. Yes. Um, you know, your computer always goes slow when you want it to go fast. That's yeah, all. That's how it always works. That's how it always goes. Um, then let's see. Volleyball beat Rice. Women's basketball beat Arkansas Little Rock 77-58. Uh, played awesome. Uh, I'd love to get Matt on here to talk a little bit about that as soon as he gets through with insurance. Hopefully looks he'll like, survive. <laughs> yes. Uh, looks like uh, Miss Elgeway, 
Uh, forward got 22 points, 9 for 11 uh, field goals, and 2 for 2 free throws. Western shot 54%, 46.2 from three-point. Uh, had 20 turnovers, which uh, need to clean that up a little bit, ladies. Sounds like the men's team. <laughs> yes, but they did capitalize on the rebounds, 35 rebounds. So uh, where they messed up on turnovers, they were kicking butt on rebounds. So that's that's some good basketball. The only thing I think we need to work on is attendance. Mm-hmm. I just saw this is a new thing. Like I think they just launched this for Black Friday from now until next Monday. So I guess that's like what maybe the second. I want to say that's the second. That I think you're they're right. doing a special deal where you can get uh, remaining season tickets for Lady Topper basketball for twenty five dollars and some other deals for like a dollar, like single game tickets. So I mean, for the rest of the season, getting t- tickets to the Lady Toppers, I mean, twenty five dollars. That's a pretty good deal. I think they calculated it as like two and a half dollars per game if you buy yes. that. So, so if you're in Bowling Green, look into that. It'd be good. If you have a young daughter or you know middle school, high school girl. Who's you know wanting to watch some basketball games? There you go, cheap, uh, great entertainment. The ladies are doing great. They'll continue to play great. Take them out, support the Hilltoppers. Uh, they will play. I just wrote it down. Uh, they play Tulsa on the 29th, so that's Black Friday. Uh, I think that is at home. I'll have to double check that. Yes, and that's 3 p.m. Eastern, so it's 2 p.m. Central at Diddle. So. There you go, guys. You can get a great uh, season tickets for what'd you say, twenty five bucks? Yeah. So we got. I'm not even going to count them. Or dollar games. So I mean, you can't even go to a matinee in Bowling Green for a dollar. So go support the Lady Tops. Uh, they will appreciate it. I know the coaches and the players. You know, they'll all appreciate it so much. Um, I kind of missed this point, but volleyball won the conference championship, and they're having their watch party. Sunday, December 1st uh, at 7.30. So go check that out. Let's see. I'm assuming that's at Diddle. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, I think it's in somewhere else. I don't think it's, it's on. The, it's at the Three Springs Road establishment. So yeah. it says. Uh, so, so go check it out. The late, uh, Volleyball is dynasty bound as far as I'm concerned. They're doing amazing. Go check them out. They are fabulously fabulous. Um as Trump would say. Um, so, <laughs> um, so men's basketball. The Paradise Jam didn't quite go the way we wanted it to, but it they did all right. Yeah, I mean, two and one. That's kind of what I expected. It's just losing that first game is what sucked. But the biggest thing through all of that was Bowling Green State and even these other teams that they played, too, were really good teams for Western to kind of get used to playing, especially Bowling Green State. That was the first real competition they've had this season. Yes. And, of course, as <laughs> they have an absolute gauntlet remaining for their non-conference schedule that they have until conference. It's going to be ridiculous with the likes of Louisville and Arkansas. Then you have Belmont, and you have teams like Wright State and uh, Rhode Island, which are two NCAA tournament teams on the road. So the rest of their non-conference, that's not going to play around. That's going to really determine a lot of things with this team. And it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it starting this Friday with Louisville. Yeah. Um, actually, what's funny is, I know you said Rhode Island, but I did not realize their initials were URI. Yep. I, know, I mean, that's kind of goofy, I guess. But You need to yeah, pay attention but, to A-10 basketball right now, Devin. It's legit. I, 
Apparently, that's what I need to be watching on. Dayton uh, almost beat Kansas, and the only reason they didn't is because, I mean, well, Kansas pays for the best players they can find, and also the refs, too, so I mean, that's usually how that works. <laughs> At least they got their money's worth tonight beating them in overtime. I was going to say, you beat me to it on the refs, because I was just about to say, well, they got good refs they paid for, too. Even um, all the way in Hawaii at the Maui Invitational. Which, by the way, that would be the greatest thing ever, to be able to uh, have fans that could go to that as well. Mm-hmm. Um so WKU is uh, – let me pull up the Louisville one right now. Wright State's not as bad as I thought it would be. Uh, currently, we're sitting at 30% or a 28.2% chance on the BPI to beat Louisville. Hey, Stephen uh, A. Uh, Stephen, F. Smith, Stephen F. Austin, they had a 99.8% chance of beating Duke and Cameron Indoor, and they still did it. So anything is possible this yes. season. It's going to absolutely suck filling out an NCAA tournament bracket because there's, like, <laughs> no parity whatsoever. Anybody yeah. can get beat any given night. So Yes, I, and that's fine with me. I love that kind of uh, – yeah. that's what makes March Madness so exciting is that it's anybody's ball game. You know? As long as it's not Western getting beat by somebody dumb. <laughs> yes, gosh, please help us. Um, so men got a 28.2% chance. Looks like uh, points. Uh, looks like Nawara. What's his first name? Norwa. Jordan. Jordan Nawara. Uh, I'm going to butcher all of their names intentionally because they can get all of my disrespect this week. <laughs> <laughs> See, actually, you know, I was like, okay, Jared knows what he's talking about. No, you're just trying to do this to me. Uh, so Nawara's getting 21.3 points per game. He's shooting about 50% and 88.88% free throw shooter. Uh, and, of course, our leading scorer right now is Charles Bassey, uh, 15.7, 78% free throws, uh, 55.1 from the field. Um, Sutton's their best rebounder. Uh, and then we got Perry, who's uh, the best assist. He's the nicest guy on the team, apparently. And Stephen um, Enoch is their center, and he's pretty good, too. So that's going to be a good matchup for Bassey. I still feel like I'd give Bassey the edge on that, though. Now, looking at team stats right here on uh, ESPN, Looks like Western is uh, 84 points for them per game. Uh, points against, it's like 69.4. Of course, like you were talking about, that's a little skewed with uh, Western playing a much easier start to the season. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Uh, so far, Louisville is in a six-game win streak. Yeah, they um, haven't really beat anybody, though. They almost got beat by Toledo. <laughs> Yes, hey, that'd be fun. They were the ones that absolutely thrashed Marshall, like beating them 26 points in their own building. So, I mean, Toledo yeah. pretty good. Yeah, well, I don't think Indiana State had much uh, chance. They lost 91 to 62 against Louisville. Do, uh, do, 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 do. Yeah, I. So far, Louisville has dominated and they are doing amazing. Uh, the only team in their conference that's doing better than them right now is Virginia. Um, and Louisville will play Virginia. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. I'm sure that'll be an ugly game, as it always is, probably that's in the low 40s. That's in February, yeah. I'm sorry. Virginia basketball is the most boring thing ever. If you love defense, it's incredible, but they just played a game the other day where they held a team to, like, 26 points. I'm just like, how do you even do that? <laughs> yeah, that's – I mean – that's almost like if you were playing like a three-year-old or something, you know, you just walk Pretty up and much. just stuff it. Um, but yeah, Western's playing Louisville Friday, Black Friday in Nashville. Uh, game starts at 5 p.m. Eastern. That's 4 p.m. Central. Um, 
Welcome back, Lord. I see you're back in this chat. Uh, so, um, yeah. So check it out, and then let's see. Western's going to play before our next podcast. They're going to play Wright State on the third, which is what next Tuesday. Yeah. Yes, next Tuesday. Uh, Western so far is looking at about fifty-two point eight percent. So Western's got a good shot here. Western could do this. It's on ESPN Plus. Looks like. You don't think so, huh? Well, see, this is where it's going to be getting really tough. I'll go ahead and talk about the Louisville game first. Okay. I haven't seen Louisville play yet, but, I mean, they're obviously a pretty good team this year. Everybody's writing their, <laughs> saying they're really good this year. So I think the, the biggest thing with Western is that through this tournament, I got to see a little bit of how they're kind of away from home and everything, and I'm kind of concerned, especially when we saw the actual true road game at Eastern that was a lot closer than it should have been. The biggest things for this game, if Western even wants to have a chance, in my opinion, is they've got to take care of the ball. They just got to yes. cut down on those turnovers. If they have like more than 15 turnovers in this game against Louisville, it's not even going to be close. Yeah. So that's going to be one of the biggest things. And they also need all five starters to show up, preferably everybody to show up. Like, that was another thing that happened in this tournament is that Cameron Justice was basically non-existent the first game. Then he finally came back, and then, like, Savage kind of faded out a little bit. And then the last game, like, Carson Williams, he didn't do anything. Like, he didn't have any points at all for the entire game against Fordham. So you have to have all of your guys show up for this game and contribute something, or it's going to be a long night. And also, like, stop us shooting so many stupid threes. Like, they did pretty good, but at the same time, you don't need to force a whole lot. I mean, of course, Louisville's probably going to try to clamp down on Bassie. That would be a pretty smart thing to do, and that's what everyone's been trying to do. But the guards are going to have to make their shots and take care of the balls in order to have any type of chance in this game because, I mean, they don't get opportunities like this very often to play a team that's basically like the number one team in the country right now on a neutral court and not a true road game. So they've got to make the most of this moment and try to win. Yes. Even if they don't get, even if they get beat and it's like reasonably close, like it was in 2014 at home, they got beat by like nine points when they were number four in the country. I mean, that's still respectable. That's pretty good against a team like caliber. I mean, obviously you want to win it, but this is going to be one of the toughest teams that they've played probably since Villanova the year that they won the national championship and the tournament they played wherever the Myrtle, maybe not the Myrtle beach one, but the one before it. Yes. Yeah. You're probably right there. Um, yeah. Uh, I, this is a high state game. We'll just have to see if the guys show up. I agree. Dropping, uh, you know, dropping, uh, dropping threes is all exciting, and that's where the NBA's trying to go to with the Shooters League. But like the Houston Rockets, <laughs> yes, shooting um, like eighty in a game. Yes, and it, and that's not as flashy to me as some of the other things. But uh, sorry, I was watching the replay for the uh, Austin Powers University here scoring, uh, running that layup back. It's greatest thing ever. Um, it's beautiful. But I was trying to find the quote by the coach, and I can't find it here. Um, I don't know if you all heard that or not, but I was listening to uh, my uh, uh, Google Home update, and uh, the he, they did a little interview with him post game, and he's like, you know, guys, I told him, hey, we're playing the number one team in the country. Uh, go out there and you know play your game. And he said they scored forty two on us in five minutes. And I said, okay, guys, we're done playing your game. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh. Of course, yeah, it was really funny. But yeah. 
but yeah, I mean, for a little team like them to come back and do that. Uh, so it's possible for Western to do that is what I'm getting around. What's to. your prediction, Devin? Who wins? I'm going tops all day. Um, God, I, I wish I had your optimism. <laughs> See, even if they cut down on the turnovers and they shoot halfway well, I think they can keep it within 10. But the likely scenario is Louisville pulls away like just due to fouls. I feel like fouls could be an issue in this game. And if they don't take care of the ball, then that's definitely going to bury them. i say Louisville wins by 13-ish points. Okay. I hope okay. they prove me wrong, but that's just realistically how I see this game pool coming out because Western still hasn't played enough tough games to be ready for something like this yet. I think they'll show up, but they're going to have to play a little over their heads for this one too, so prove me wrong, please. I hate Louisville. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, I was actually looking to see if uh, Stephen Austin had really played anybody either. The Stone only team Cold had... Steve Austin. <laughs> yes, yeah, Stone Cold Steve Austin University. Um I think they drink a lot of beer there. But anyway, um, the only team they really played that I recognize is Rutgers. Mm-hmm. And they lost 69-57 to 57 to Rutgers. Didn't they play Louisiana Tech? I want to say they got beat by Louisiana Tech. Uh, the, uh, no, I don't see Louisiana Tech. I see – I don't even know if I'm going to say this right. Le Tournée Yellow Jackets. Where they? Oh, nice. Where? They like were – Yes, they. That's what I thought. It must be in like Louisiana, though, like a Cajun thing. Uh, they beat them eighty-nine to seventy. Um, they played NCCU, North Carolina Central. I know where that's at. That's in Durham as well. Niagara Purples, uh, Drex. Who's Drex? Drexel Dragons. No idea. Garden State Showcase is what that's called. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So no, they have not played La Tech yet. Okay, I, th- I thought I saw that somewhere, but I guess it, it was from last year or something. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they've the only game they lost to was Rutgers, and they beat Duke in overtime. So how do you lose to Rutgers? Like, I know, they, right? I can't remember who said it. I think it was Paul Feinbaum. It was somebody on one of the ESPN morning shows this morning that it was like a like call me an idiot, but like with your hottest take, and he said that Rutgers needs to be out of the Big Ten, and honestly, I agree. They had that year where they were really good in football and haven't done anything since. They're like exactly. a cellar dweller. They're terrible. And their basketball program, man, they never have done anything. So all I'm saying is if you put Westerns in the Big Ten in their spot, I think they would do a lot better. Yeah, yeah. I, that's... Ohio State, come to the house. I bet you won't. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Y'all are scared. Yeah. Um, they're like, no, guys, y'all ain't got enough money. Make us come to the house. Um but yeah, I, that would be that. That's a very hot take right there. Saying Western should uh, go into the Big Ten or yeah, Big East. Big they East. do better than Rutgers, though. They do. Oh no doubt, Rutgers. no doubt. That'd be amazing. Um, so men's basketball, just kind of recapping real quick here. Uh, they lost to Bowling Green State, seventy-seven, seventy-five. They beat Illinois State, uh, eighty-three to sixty-nine, and then they won. Uh, they beat Fordham, sixty-nine, sixty-four. Nice. Um, yeah, so awesome job, guys. Um, let's see if you can keep it up on Friday. So, yeah, like I said, this is when the real part of their schedule kicks in. Yes. And they're at 6 and 1 right now. And if they drop a bunch of these games, I really don't want them to be 500 going into conference play. I think that they'll still get a couple of them. I mean, Belmont's a more winnable game this year. I think they lost to somebody dumb the other day. Uh, I mean, or a team like Wright State is very beatable. I mean, Rhode Island, that's going to be really, really, really tough game. I'm looking forward to talking about it. 
And I think there's maybe like, I think we have Kentucky Wesleyan thrown in there for some inexplicable reason. Hopefully we can <laughs> at least play the subs, get them a little more minutes in that one. Yes, yes, yes. That's what I was trying to, oh, there it is. I was like, where's Kentucky Wesleyan? Everybody else has a little logo on ESPN except for Kentucky Wesleyan. They're like uh, the Purple Panthers or something like that. They are, yes, they're the they're Panthers. purple and Panthers. I know that. I've been in their gym before, the Sports Center. Da-da-da-da-da-da. Um, this is probably the funniest thing I've seen. Kentucky Wesleyan has a 0.2% chance of beating Western. Honestly, that's more than <laughs> Stephen F. Austin had against Duke. So, I mean, why not? Anything is possible this season. <laughs> and they're purple. Oh, See, this oh, is the kind of season oh. that's already projecting to be <laughs> where all of the one seeds get beat, and it's like all 16 seeds. That, that would be. <laughs> now that UMBC has broken the tournament and has done the impossible being a 16 to beat a one, we might as well just let all of the 16 seeds beat everyone. <laughs> That would be incredible. <laughs> yeah, that would be really funny. Uh, of course, I'm sure the networks would hate that, though. You know, if all the number ones lose, they're losing all that fan market. Uh, but I couldn't care less. Screw Kansas. SB2. SB2. Forget all of the big schools. Y'all got enough money to last you. Let some of these smaller schools that are actually good make y'all lose in the tournament. It's going to be great. I don't know what it's yeah. going to look like, but it's going to be great. And hopefully Western will be in the mix of that, too. That Yes, that would be... That would be amazing to see Western start mixing it up. Uh, so like we said, they play Friday, 5 p.m. Eastern, so that's 4 p.m. Central. Um, and then they got Wright State on the 3rd uh, at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Uh, so there is basketball talk. And for those yeah. of you... And the game's going to be streamed on the Facebook, I think a CBS Sports Network Facebook page. So that's how you'll be able to catch it. Nice. Very nice. Um, so... I think football has proved everybody wrong this season. You're right. I got the amazing. I got all the cold takes to prove it. <laughs> um, you what did you say the U of L game was? It's on Facebook. Yeah, it's on. I think it's CBS Sports Network Facebook. I mean, they'll be sharing it. The WKU Hilltopper basketball page will give you the link once it's closer to time, but it'll be on Facebook. Okay, so there you go, Lord. It's on Facebook. Um. So you can check it out on Facebook and watch the game from there. Um, and we've got a gentleman from Brazil. I'm assuming it's a gentleman. Um, and he is listening to the podcast because he is studying English. I am so sorry, buddy. Our language um, makes no sense. As you probably understand from Brazilian, our language makes no sense, yes. But we're also Southern, so we probably got a lot more slang than some of the other languages have as far Honestly, as... Honestly, we're not as and, bad as most people in Kentucky. Most people in Kentucky sound like they're down from uh, in the holler over in the Eastern side. You know what I'm talking about? Down <laughs> Scottsville. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I was going to say, you sound like you're from Allen County. Uh, Pretty much. But yeah, we went down there to the creek and, uh, you know, did all that good stuff. But uh, uh, anyway... So, back to it. I'm getting my ADD kicking in. Um, this is so, terrible. The two people with ADD are doing the I know, right? <laughs> it's just, we're just going to go off the rails. It's fine. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, um, so, football won. They're really blowing our minds. They're going to be facing, yes, let me get, let's get our clapping going because. Yes. I was sort of predicting it. 
I can't remember if I explicitly said that we would beat Southern Miss in the podcast last week. I'll have to go back and listen, but I had a really good feeling about that game, and boy, did they show up, especially the defense. Heck yeah. Oh, my gosh. That defense was amazing. I was just watching that game going, oh, my gosh. Um, I will say one of my favorite moments is the very first drive, uh, going for it on the fourth and one, and also the reverse touch for the touchdown there. That was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but so far, um, yeah, it was, it was there. It, there had its moments where it was kind of slow and kind of boring during the game. Uh, but Simon did get a big uh, reception. The uh, <laughs> the fake field yeah. goal was hilarious. Um, and some people got so mad about that too. But I mean, thankfully now, I mean, looking back on it, it didn't matter how much. I mean, we would have beat him by even more, which would have been great. But I mean, it. I mean, Helton's going to roll the dice with stuff like that. I mean, DeBrom did the same kind of stuff too. But I mean, people didn't criticize him as much. So I mean, I don't know what the point is. I mean, we have finally have a good head coach. Don't complain about it all the time. This is what you wanted. We're winning. We have a chance to have eight games this year. So just don't. Which, by the way. After Central Arkansas, did anybody really think we were to win eight? Absolutely not. I didn't yeah. think we would win five. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, I was I was with uh, Jake there for a little bit of my thinking because I was like, man, we're going to be four and eight. Um, my only uh, criticism, I guess, for the fake punt or fake field goals, what it was, I'm sorry, was uh, couldn't we have put like Story or couldn't we have put somebody like Shanley? Or somebody like that in the game. Uh, Thomas run. actually got a snap. I think he had a completion. Yes, he did. He got. Which I was glad to see that he looked pretty good out there. So hopefully that can be something that happens next season. I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I will still. I, you will hear me still say this entire off season. Just wait. I'm still for Thomas. I don't think Stephen Duncan is the answer. We definitely wouldn't have gotten to seven wins this year if he was our quarterback. That's just my opinion. But thankfully, we have story. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, LRD10 says, with only 10 points total scored in the second half, it wasn't a boring game at all. You're right. It really wasn't a boring game, but it really didn't like blow you out of the water either. Um, for a 28-10 to 10 score, um, let's see. There was one, two, three, uh, four, five. Uh, five different series that it was just a punt. There was no scores. Um, yeah. Most of those being USM. A lot of some of those are bit Western. Um, and then Thomas with a fake punt. That was amazing, or a fake play. I guess I put. I, I've just got my game notes here. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was nothing really to blow you out of the water as far as uh, the game goes. I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved it and beating uh, USM twenty eight ten was amazing. Um, Kincaid's interception was great. I mean, that was really there was good. a He's lot done of all of this year. He's a person that's yes. gone under the radar a lot as far as what they've done for this defense. I will say my favorite play was uh, second quarter when uh, – okay, so let me set it up here. They threw the ball to one of uh, USM's wide receivers. He's got it on like the one – and like one inch line. I mean, he was like right there in the end oh, zone. Oh yes, that was insane. That whole sequence was wild. <laughs> you know, I could not find that uh, to put that in the recap when I typed it up after the game. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, that was amazing. And trying to describe it was crazy. Like I tried to find the words for a tweet 
because I was tweeting the game still at that point. And, I mean, you have that. It's like a fumble. It's not a touchdown. He runs it back all those yardage, and then there's, like, a bunch of pushing and shoving afterwards. I'm just like, pure chaos is ensuing right now. (laughs) Honestly, I was so confused watching the pushing and shoving. I was like, who started this? Because one of the coaches was on the field at one point. I was like, what is going on here? Uh, But uh, it was great. Um, Loved it. Okay, uh, so Lord says he was sitting at the goal line. The ball never crossed the goal. Uh, it was the one inch. Uh, I guess the one. Yeah, it was close. Yeah, that was amazing, though. It was great. Um, completely agree. Uh, that that whole play, I was just like, oh my gosh, we got the we got the ball back. We got the ball. I think it was around the forty or something, and we yeah. got an unsportsmanlike penalty. So that put us within field goal shot right there. Um, so, and then USM gets the ball back. Uh, of course, we had the touchdown there from uh, Quinn Jernigan. Uh, and then USM gets the ball back, kicks a field goal far right. I mean, mm-hmm. as golden as we were against Arkansas, it was that bad for USM. Like, they couldn't – they could not get stuff going. And it was – I mean, it was frustrating to watch, but it was also really fun to watch too. Um, so, this week is our 100 Miles of Hate. And uh, I straight biddies. I know time. straight biddies, the back fat of Nashville. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, you need to go back and listen to our hundred miles of hate from last year. You need to have it like as like your main highlighted podcast yes. because that is just pure quality. <laughs> There's so many things that happened on that episode that are referenced so much. Yes, it's that was oh my gosh, so many so many great references there. So uh, if you're listening right now, keep listening to the live stream. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but after the show, make sure you go back and listen to the 100 Miles of Hate from last year, uh, the straight biddies, the back fat of Nashville, uh, all those great uh, one-liners that Matt and the guys came out with during that show. Uh, so we got MTSU uh, coming in uh, on Saturday. Uh, Western's playing them at 2 p.m. Eastern, so that's 1 p.m. Central. It yeah, is senior really day. Uh, it is on ESPN Plus, so you need to check it out if you can. If you can't go, uh, make sure you – if you're in Bowling Green, go to the game. It's going to be exciting. It's a rivalry game. It doesn't matter what their record is. They're going to come to play. Yeah. Uh, Let me have we'll- a disclaimer with that. I will be at the game, but if you plan on going to this game, as it stands on Wednesday the 27th, is that what today is? Let's assume yes. it's the 27th. Yes. As it stands right now, there's like a 100% chance of rain scheduled for Bowling Green for the entire day. So wear a poncho or get like a good umbrella or something like that. It's going to be an absolute washout of a game. And I think that might affect some stuff on the field too. But if you plan on going, get an umbrella. We'll still have more fans than MTSU show up, even if there's 15 people in the stands. So hopefully it'll be better than that. But wear a poncho or something. I'm going to get one. That way I can actually watch the game in peace. So I don't have permission to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hey, Google, what's the weather like in Bowling Green, Kentucky on Saturday? In Bowling Green Saturday, it'll be rainy with a high of 58 and a low of 48. How do you like that? Is that not amazing? Wow. Dude, I love technology. technology. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, go to the game. Watch the game on TV. It's on ESPN+. Plus. Support the guys. It's senior day. Uh, it is supposed to rain the entire time, but they will appreciate it. Um, and, you know, I mean, so, you know, go support them. I know, I know of a gentleman whose son is going to be graduating. Uh, so congratulations to his son. I think his son plays wide receiver. 
Um, but so what's NTSU bring to the table? They've got Asher O'Hara. This kid is doing great. No sound. There we go. Uh, so far, he's got uh, 1,420 passing yards versus for nine touchdowns. Uh, his completion rate's about 59.7%. Uh, do, 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 do. Uh, completions, he's at 88. Attempts 147 uh, away. Uh, and then on, in November, he's got 51 to 75, yada, yada, yada. What, what am I saying here? Uh, so basically, this kid's good. He can run. He can gun. Uh, he's he's doing fairly well. Um, he's basically their entire team. Yes. Their offense. Yes, he, he really is. Um, he's going to be hurting, but I think Dylan Malone, uh, George, some of the other defensive linemen, I think they're going to have their work cut out for them. I think they're going to be doing a lot of work, but I think they'll be doing good. Uh, yeah, and one thing that's going to be really big, though, with that game, sorry, is uh, with it being good. writing and everything, is that special teams can become an issue, and also don't expect much from the passing game. I'm really going to see probably a lot of run in this game. I mean, usually you want to try to keep the ball on the ground when it's really, really wet. you got to hold on to the football. Hopefully Western will be able to do that. But, of course, I mean, weather can always be a major factor. Yes, you're absolutely right. When there's rain, the ball gets slick. It stuff happens, uh, as Forrest Gump says. Um, but uh, kind of going back a little bit to the USM game, how about D'Angelo Malone's touchdown? Yes, was he deserved it. Yes, he does. That was this kid has had an amazing year. Um, chances of him going pro next year. Oof. Uh, what year is he now? Like a junior? That's what I gotta look up. Let me look him up in the WKU roster. I want to say he's like a junior, so I mean, he could. I, I if think he, he is, needs to stay. Yeah. I would love to see him as a senior and just think about how good this team can be next year. Oh my I mean, God. Depending on what the quarterback situation is like. I mean, I think you still have Walker. I mean, someone will have to step up for Lucky Jackson and fill his shoes a little bit. I mean, there might be a couple. I think we've, I mean, but still, we've still got early. players. Yeah. Um, I mean, we've still got players to step up. I mean, Jacor Pearson, Quinn Jernigan. I'm, I don't think they're, seniors but i mean those guys are good i mean they can step into those shoes uh quinn jernigan oh he is a redshirt senior so he'll be gone too um do 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 sorry i'm trying to scroll and find d'angelo malone in the roster uh here we go he's a junior so yeah technically he could go to the draft um please don't (laughs) yes uh d'angelo um you know see this is my problem with uh college football I wish that these kids could go to the draft, you know, do everything but go to the draft. Or if they, even if they do go to the draft, if they don't get drafted, they should be allowed to come back. Yeah. Sort of like what the NBA does now. Yes. I mean, and I think they got that from college baseball. So uh, there you go there. Uh, let's see. Jakari Moses, Richard Sophomore. Um, some of these guys, I mean, some, there's a lot of young men that can step into their shoes and, you know, and do really well. Um, so. And was I wrong, or did Josh Simon get a few snaps on Saturday too? I want to say he did. I think he did. I think he did right towards the end of the game. Uh, so you know, Wait, really you talking about Samuel. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was Geno Appleberry who did. Oh, <laughs> Appleberry, Appleberry looked really good. Man, that kid can run. He still got yeah. it. He's built more like a, a fullback, but he was he was doing amazing there. Um, so total yards, Western had 365. USM had 388. 
So they beat us on total yardage, which is hilarious. It's because of those deep pass plays that they kept doing. That Abram, Abraham, he's really good. Man, they were really going at those, too. I was really surprised. Like, he would sling it, like, 50 yards, like, so often. I'm just like, bruh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know he got that one early. They, he got that touchdown pass, just slinging it as far as he could. But, I mean, it didn't work every time, thankfully. So, Western definitely had a better chance. But that's still kind of shocking to see they added that much more yardage than we did. They burnt us early on one, and that's when I think they got that, tur- that touchdown. But... After, and, of course, when I saw that, I was like, man, we're going to have – this is going to be bad. It was yeah. a 69-yard touchdown pass. Nice. Um, but with uh, – okay, so they had – so we had 231 yards passing. They had 290, so exactly what you're saying. Um, we had 134 rushing, and they had 98. So Gage Walker still putting in work. Mm-hmm. Love to see that. Um, that kid is amazing. He's making everything I preached last year with uh, Coach Sanford come true, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, he's got 212 carries, and he's at 996 yards. So he almost me. broke a thousand. K, let's go. Yes, he's, I mean, he's going to hit a thousand Saturday. So we will see this. He is a junior, so he has a chance. Um, out of him alone, I think that Gage Walker has to stay for his senior year. Yeah, he's got. I mean, running back is such a deep position for draft, anyways. I mean, he's good, but I mean, there's not going to be. He'd probably be an undrafted free agent if he went. And and you know what? There's nothing wrong with that. I've heard of. Uh, I heard a lot I mean, of George uh, Fant. He was an undrafted free agent. And it, well, and the thing is too with undrafted free agents, they are almost treated like royalty. They get to tour places. You know, they have their say as far as if you know, depending on how good they are, they have their say to. Um, as far as where they want to go, yeah. yeah. Um, so for those of you who are in our live stream, we appreciate it. Love y'all coming out here and listening to us talk about Western Kentucky University Athletics. Uh, so you are joining us on the Red Out Podcast. Uh, we're playing MTSU on Saturday. Uh, right now we are sitting at a minus eight. ESPN has us 74.3%. Um, Lucky Jackson, he's got 69 receptions, 875 nice. yards, two touchdowns. It's also uh, the 69th meeting between Western and in middle in football, so nice. There is a lot of 69s, apparently. There's been it. so many this past week, it's incredible. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This uh, is a sacred week for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh, like I said, Gage Walker, he's going to hit 1,000 yards. Uh, Ty Story, he's at 1,915 yards for the season. That's pretty good. Uh, cool. Yeah, 10 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. I'd love to see him get 2K. Let's do it. 800 yards. <laughs> well, he's got, uh, what is it, uh, 85 yards to break 2,000. Oh, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Sorry. I don't know how to do math. I'm from <laughs> Well, it's all right. I can't read. I, can't read I mean, right. no, I can't read either. I mean, I had that tweet the other day where I was at church. And I was looking, like, I assume every single tournament is back-to-back-to-back, like, as in there's not really much of a break between them. So Western had that day off on Sunday. I thought the game was in. I tweeted out that it was that day. (laughs) And Ross, like, after I got done with the service, I saw where Ross had to fix him. Like, well, crap. (laughs) I am incompetent. Yeah, when you were like, who's got coverage today? I was like, what's he talking about? I could have, that makes no sense, though. Why was there just a random day off? Uh, Sunday, I guess. I don't know. Uh, That's, uh, yeah. Uh, So, 
I have a question, and I want to yeah. see how you answer it. Um, okay, so my opinion is is that Conference USA West is so weak. Am I uh, right? No, or am I wrong? you are wrong. Okay. Well, I will say that, I mean, Western had a shot at winning the East this year. They absolutely had a shot. But, I mean, that game against Marshall, I mean, their kicker was just out of his mind that game. And then FAU, I mean, just all those turnovers is what killed us then. And, of course, I mean, they were capitalizing off of our mistakes. If they would have won either of those games, they would probably be sitting on top of the East right now. <laughs> and if well, they could have won both of them, that's the thing that's so crazy about this season. They could have won both of those games. And yes. Central Arkansas. The only game they technically really, really lost was FAU and Louisville. And yeah. the first half they absolutely blew against Louisville. They showed up in the second half and kept it a lot more close. So yes. it's crazy to think about what this team's record really could have been if they just had a couple of games go their way. Well, hold on. Let me back up. What I said was, do you think Conference USA West is weak? No, I mean, if you look at Southern Miss and Louisiana Tech and UAB, all of those are good teams. And we've beaten UAB and Southern Miss. Mm -hmm. So two out of their top three, we've beaten. Um, and UAB and La Tech are sitting at eight and three. Um, and, of course, they're five and two in conference. So I yeah. think, honestly, in my opinion, I think the West is weaker than it has been historically. Of course, uh, what was that last year or the year before when North Texas played? Um, oh, was it? I think it was FAU. Yeah, it was. And FAU just socked it to them. Of course, FAU was a lot better than they – I mean, they're still good, but they're not as good as they were. Yeah. And I still don't know who's going to come out of the West either. They have like a three-way tie that could happen, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Just the way that all of that has happened. But, I mean, if you look at the East compared to the West, I mean, Marshall just lost to Charlotte, which is freaking hilarious. Yes, and it is. And if you look at the other teams that the West has played and who they've lost to and who they've beaten, I think is a little more impressive than on the East side. I mean, we're kind of the only exception besides. I mean, FIU beat Miami the other day. That was a really, really, really big win for them. Of course, FAU, I mean, they've been able to take care of business to be able to be on top of the East. Of course, middle just shooting themselves in the foot, I think is great. But, I mean, I mean, we, we had our shots too. I mean, we can't say that we didn't have a chance to win a conference title this year, which I think that's just a good step in the right direction anyways. I mean, it would have been nice to have actually been in the contention for it, but, you know, it's pretty good. And, I agree. Um, and, and like I said earlier, I don't think anybody ever thought that. Absolutely not. I think the highest anyone said with the tower rack was like bowl eligible. Well, maybe Matt said seven and five, and it was like what? No. Um, so yeah, and I even thought that too. I was like, no, there's no way. And especially yeah. after we lost to Central Arkansas, I thought, well, crap, here we go again. <laughs> but it and it is a rebuilding year, so yeah, you got to kind of give it that. Um, so. <laughs> So I have a little uh, kind of thing here. Uh, so Western beats FIU. FIU beat Miami. So Miami beat Florida State. So that makes us better than Florida State. I mean, we're better than Florida State even without all of that, to be honest. <laughs> That's why Tiger got fired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, by the way, how is, uh, how is Taggart? Uh, is he's he good. He was in Michigan, though. He was in a Michigan hockey game with old Jim Harbaugh. And no, not Jim. He was with Jack. He was with the dad. Yeah. So he was hanging out with Jack Harbaugh in Michigan. So he could end up there if he doesn't get fired. 
I, I would not I would not doubt that that he I yeah. will say this Saturday if Michigan gets absolutely tossed by Ohio State in the big house, I think that might could be what gets him fired. Because that's the only game they really, really care about up there. That's such yeah. a deep rivalry anyways. If you keep losing to Ohio State, which they've only beat Ohio State once in the past 10 years, and they haven't beaten him since Harbaugh's been there, he really, really needs to get this one on Saturday. If he wants to keep his job, most definitely. Yeah. Um, so uh, LRD10 says the bottom of the West is much weaker than the bottom of the East. I would and agree I agree with that. Uh, and, of course, yeah, Old Dominion's sitting at the bottom right now, and UTEP is sitting in the bottom of the West. I completely support that. So, yes, 100%. Um, but like we've been talking about, Western has MTSU. They're at a minus eight. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you must have stepped out, buddy. Uh, FIU beat Miami uh, the uh, two weeks ago or something. So no, it's yeah, last it, week. Last week, I'm sorry, last week. Uh, but still, they beat them. Uh, it was a great game for them. Uh, and too bad that doesn't work in our favor like it does in basketball. If only. Uh, wouldn't that be great if? Football wins counted towards like basketball wins, so you know whoever we've beaten would you know beat yeah, somebody but, else. Help either us. way, at least by beating Southern Miss on Saturday, I think that's pretty much going to solidify a bowl game. I mean, we can still kind of speculate where that's going to be at. I mean, I, I don't picture myself driving eighteen hours anywhere ever again as long <laughs> as I live. Or so, riding at 18 hours. That was worth it, though. That was the 2015 season. That was the Miami Beach Bowl, nationally ranked and everything. I made sure. Like, I was bound and determined to go to that game. And thankfully, the case <laughs> let me go with them. That, that was, was a great experience, but I don't think I'll do that again. <laughs> I, Buddy, I know how it is riding with Matt on a charter bus. I could not imagine riding in a car with Matt. You see, the thing is, is that I barely knew him at the time, too. So, I mean, <laughs> like the first eight hours was just kind of getting to know each other. And then, like, the other time, it was just, like, literally all just Western sports the entire time. Uh, okay, sorry. I was just, just kind of got a little couple of Twitter updates here I was just looking at. Apparently... Our uh, WKU basketball says our team contributing to the anti-Turkey agenda, it seems. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. I thought you meant the country, and I was like, wait a second. I no, got no, no. It in- it's actually <laughs> emoji, so just so we're clear. All right. Because I know the whole stuff with Ennis Cantor and Turkey. <laughs> that's where he's from and the deal he's had. And I thought they were supporting that. And I was like, I respect that, but that's a really random thing to just come out of the blue and talk about. But, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> That would be really funny, actually, uh, if they just dropped out of it. Yeah, or yeah, or if uh, Coach Stan started wearing a "We support, we stand with Hong Kong" or something. You know, like what? Yeah. What are you talking about? He would uh, never get a job in the NBA if he did that. <laughs> um. So, uh, from what I've heard, I don't know if you if you know anything about this or not. Um, and I haven't checked uh, Ross's updated bowl projections, which if you all are listening on the live stream or in the podcast, uh, take a second and look at those after the show um, on the Tower Act. Uh, Ross has been updating the bowl projections weekly. Uh, what are we looking at thus far with the uh, projections? Bahamas Bowl, probably? Yeah, that. And I think the New Orleans Bowl is kind of possible. That's another one. Of course, New Mexico. I think that's been thrown around a little bit, too. Those are kind of the main ones. Now, see, with the top three in the East, uh, having the uh, – let me give my claps to, to Ross on medium. Um, with the top three teams in the East, I, I don't know as far as tie-ins go. 
if that makes sense. Because certain yeah. goals have certain tie-ins, and if you finish in this place in the East or this place, you know, you you can get in. Um, I would okay. love to not go back to the Bahamas Bowl because I remember how it went with Central Michigan and the ending of that game, and that was still probably the most divisible thing I've ever seen. But thankfully, that wouldn't happen again. That yes. was probably the worst executed five minutes of a game I've ever seen defense-wise. The fact that they even were able to come back in that is just dumb. But that was one of the biggest bad things about Brahms' era was his defense was lacking. But you can't say that about Hilton's era because this has been probably the best defense we've had since we've been Division One, in my opinion. So, um, on that train of thought, how long do we keep Clayton White then? Can we keep him another year? It would be a miracle if we, if we keep him yes. after this season. Because, so, I mean, they're going to be able to see what he did to Army and hold them to, like, the amount of yardage that they had, which is insane. And then, of course, like, teams like Southern Miss and all these other big high-powered offenses being able to tame them. I think that he's definitely going to get a Power 5 job. I hope not. I'd love for him to stay. But yes, I agree. I mean, go eat, I guess. I, I completely agree, and I hope he does well. Uh, I hope Coach White does well. Um, I guess I do have to say that uh, I have to eat crow. Uh, because I said I didn't think it was a good idea to, to retain him, uh, but it turned out to be a good job. Uh, he did do a great job. Um, I just think everything was Sanford's fault. Everything. I do too. I mean, I hate to lump everything and beat a dead horse here, but um, the defense last year compared to this year, I mean, this year they're like a bulldozer or you know a concrete wall. I mean, basically there's a wall on that red zone, and they basically just shut people down, and there's no going past it. Last year, it was paperclip. I mean, it was the bend but don't break, and the paperclip just kept bending. He um, had Gage Walker as a defensive player. That's all you need to know about the Sanford era. <laughs> there was a lot of questionable, uh, smart football things that didn't happen. And yeah. um, uh, so LRD10 is commenting and saying, if White goes somewhere else, hopefully uh, we uh, can make Kroom defensive coordinator still can keep our same defensive scheme. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Crum is really good. I like him a lot. Definitely. Um, I think he could be really good. Um, so, so far there are five bowl games that conference USA is tied up in, uh, that, and then there are, let's see, let me, I'm just really quickly skimming here. Uh, and there's like three or four others that they can jump into. Uh, so we can look at the Bahamas bowl, uh, the Tropical Smooth Cafe Frisco Bowl. That's uh, a name. Yeah, it's the Frisco Bowl, but it's the Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Uh, the New Mexico Bowl, uh, the New Orleans Bowl, like you were discussing, uh, Gasparillo, the Bad Boy Mowers Gasparilla Bowl. Oh, yeah. Uh, we have the Hawaii Bowl, uh, the Surf Pro First Responder Bowl, uh, Cherbundi, <laughs> oh my gosh, Boca Raton Bowl, uh, and uh, Independence Bowl. So the ones that are the closest that would be amazing, um, uh, Texas, uh, New Orleans, Tampa, uh, Dallas. T Tampa's really nice. I've been there before. Oh, I love Tampa. Tampa's a great city. Indian uh, Rocks Beach is beautiful. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, actually, some uh, spring break 09, I went to uh, Treasure Bay with uh, oh, some yeah. That's nice, nice little place. Um then you got Boca Raton, Florida, which that's a nice place too, and Shreveport, Louisiana. All of those are within driving distance. Um, obviously, the ones for a fan that you wouldn't want to get would be the uh, Hawaii Bowl. Unless you drop in some big dollars. 
Yes, if you can drop the dollars, that's fun. Albuquerque, New Mexico for the New Mexico Bowl. Uh, and then uh, the Bahamas Bowl at Nasu, Bahamas. Uh, those, uh, and probably the Bahamas and ha Hawaii would probably be your most expensive ones. Um, but we'll just have to see. I mean, it sounds bad, but we're just kind of stuck right now. After this next week, we'll have to see um, as far as uh, what we got. Uh, as Ross's article says, there are five primary bowl tie-ins and three secondary tie-ins. I can see us getting in one of the top five bowls or for the for Conference USA, I should say. I would hope so, especially if we win Saturday. That's eight, so that puts us <laughs> but, over a lot of teams. Knock on wood, um, MTSU is going to bring their best game, but I think we're going to beat them. I'm sorry. Um, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Lord Ten says, I just found out that the conference champions – get to pick which tie-in bowl they want to play in. I uh, was not aware uh, until recently. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think they kind of get a say as to which bowl that they're, they can go to. And I'm going to say, uh, what was it? FAU's probably top. They're going to, yeah. they're probably going to take Boca Raton. They're that would make a lot of sense. Stay at home. Yeah. They're going to stay at home. Yeah. Uh, so most definitely. Uh, yeah. So, and of course, Western's probably, I mean, it, as far as I understand, it's kind of like um, the March Madness. Number ones get to choose which region they go to. Uh, number twos get the next closest one besides, you know, who they have in conference or whatever. Uh, so I'm assuming it's kind of like that. We'll just have to see as far as we go. Western's sitting at a minus eight. I have no doubt that they'll cover that. Mm -hmm. um, if they don't win by 30, I would be really surprised. Yeah, they better win this game. That's all I gotta say. Is I mean, as long as you stop O'Hare, there's a definitely a good possibility of Western taking care of business. Of course, with it being a rivalry game as well, I mean that's obviously another reason to show up. I mean, of course, like we did a poll on the Tower Rack. I think Ross was the one that posted it. Like thinking what the attendance was going to be, like at over twelve thousand or under twelve thousand for the game on Saturday, and most people voted under. Which, I mean, I guess that's kind of a safe bet because, I mean, we know how Bowling Green is. But, and, of course, with the weather, and with the weather, that's not going to help anything either. So, I mean, it might be around 10,000 if we're lucky. But even still, I think that's a good environment. I mean, you just got to take care of the football and the situations like they'll be facing this Saturday. Yeah, definitely. With uh, the amount of rain that we're projected to get, hopefully it'll hold off. Um, no offense, uh, meteorologists, but I'm hoping you're wrong. Uh, the only job you can be wrong 50% of the time and still keep your job. Um, so uh, since it's Thanksgiving, um, Jared and I, we're going to rank our top three favorite and top three uh, bottom uh, Thanksgiving dishes. So uh, let's see what y'all got. Um, Jared, I'll let you go first, buddy. All right. So, I mean, usually I have like the traditional Thanksgiving dinner, as most people do. But, I mean, as my family, like, as we've gotten older, we've become more progressively lazier, so we don't really cook for ourselves anymore. Like, yeah. we would just place it in an order at Cracker Barrel, go pick it up, and then bring it home and eat it and watch football all day. See, that's how you do it. That is how you do it. We're not doing it this year. We're actually cooking, I think, at least not, like, the full grand meal. But, of course, I'm not a huge turkey fan. But, I mean, I only eat it once a year, so it's okay. But as far as, like, my favorites go, I love me some dressing. Some good old-fashioned yes. country dressing with the stuff. That's better than the actual turkey to me. I could eat gallons of that stuff. It's really, really, really good. Of course, like, some really nice and thick mashed potatoes to go on the side. Yes. Beautiful. Preach. But, 
And green beans, usually, of course, I go with some mac and cheese. Like, I've discovered that I can make some fire mac and cheese. Like, <laughs> what I did is that I went over to Auburn, and uh, they have, like, the Amish market there. And they have, like, homemade cheeses and stuff. So there was, like, this smoked cheddar that they had that I made some homemade mac and cheese with and some Velveeta, and that was beautiful. So I'll still have some of that left over for the meal, so I'm definitely going to eat that. Because I made like an unholy amount, <laughs> so I can have a lot of it. But those would be my favorites, I guess. Dressing on top, and then of course my mac and cheese. But my mac and cheese stays at the top forever, for always. But least favorites, I would have to choose any type of fruit salad. I <laughs> hate fruit salad. It has no place on the dinner table, in my opinion. It's a waste. But it's not as bad as deviled eggs. I hate oh deviled my eggs. Gosh. Yes. I hate any type of like dressed egg, devil egg, whatever people call it nowadays. Like I'm not a fan of that. That's, those are usually the two things that I steer clear of. But I don't know how you feel about cranberry sauce, but I kind of like it. I mean, I don't <laughs> expect it to taste real because it's so gelatinous that it has, that's basically its purpose. And it's just sweet. Yes. yes. I mean, I like it, but that's just me. Well, what, what do you think? Okay. So my top three, I'm going to kind of echo some of yours. Um, I'm not a big turkey fan, but the way um, my family does turkey is we smother that sucker in barbecue sauce and we cover it in bacon. Mm, uh, there we go. Thing basically like all night. Uh, so it's amazing. Um, mouth's already starting to water. Um, so that's that's one, uh, the turkey that we fix. Um, mashed potatoes all day. Um, and also uh, yeast rolls. The oh, I forgot roll. about the rolls, dude. Oh I love the gosh. rolls. How could I forget? We <laughs> were on the same wavelength. You yeah. are a man of intellect, I see. Thank Very you. Good. <laughs> um, so, yes, those little rolls in the pan are amazing. Uh, so I'm going to take a break of, on mine real quick, and I'm going to explain for those who are in other parts of the world who listen to our podcast. Uh, Thanksgiving, uh, basically when the country was in its early stages, early 1600s, uh, the Jamestown colony wasn't doing so well. So the Indians kind of helped them out, and they all sat down and had a meal together. Uh, it's the short of it, and it's just been a holiday that Tom uh, Abraham Lincoln made officially a holiday. Um, so we celebrate it in this country. We go, we go eat, and then the next day we all go out and murder each other in Black Friday. Uh, so, the, the day that we're thank we were thankful on Thursday, and then literally <laughs> the day after is like the greediest holiday. Well, it really is holiday in yes, the country. <laughs> Mass yeah. genocide of consumerism is all it is. <laughs> yes, and I don't know about you, but I am so frustrated with all the early Christmas stuff. Yes, I, I love. See, Christmas. I cannot do Christmas until after Thanksgiving. I don't care Amen. what the situation is. Like someone would be like, "Oh, you want to go see Christmas movie?" Be like, no. It is, <laughs> if it's Thanksgiving, Pretty. lives matter. Thanksgiving is a holiday, and y'all yeah. should be appreciative of what you got, but as one does in America, we do not. Yes, completely agree. Uh, perfect storm, uh, all those good holidays, and yada, yada, yada. Um, the frustrating thing for me, though, was Walmart had Christmas stuff out before Halloween. Dude, they have Christmas stuff out by my birthday, and my birthday's in late September. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so ridiculous, dude. Um, so my bottom three... And you mentioned one that I'm definitely going to add because I couldn't think of it. Uh, cranberries, the canned cranberries, I am not a fan. And I think Ooh. it's consistency. Like, my mom just opens it and pours it on a tray. 
and it's just like you look at it and you go, that does not even look. Are good. you talking about the kind that's basically like Jello or the kind that yeah. actually has some of the fruit bits inside of it? No, just the Jello, the okay. nasty. The See, jello. I prefer the Jello kind over the kind that has the fruit bits in it, like because that tastes just. I just don't like that. See, I've had cranberry juice. I mixed it with alcohol and stuff like that. It doesn't. Hey, that's how you do it. Yeah, I mean that's the best way to do it. Um, but like just the Jello stuff, it's you just look at it and you're like, that does not even look appealing. Like I don't even think that looks good. Um, so another one for me is deviled eggs. You said it earlier. I don't do deviled eggs of any sort. I don't like cold stuff. I my wife makes fun of me because I don't like cold food. So like if it's a cold sandwich, I have to heat it up or I toast the bread. That's it. I don't eat cold food. Um, excuse me. Um, so, and deviled eggs is a no-go. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mr. Hilltopper is sending us cranberry recipes. Appreciate it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, another one for me, uh, and this kind of sounds retarded because my top one was turkey. Uh, cold turkey. Yes. I so, no, that's so, so growing up as a kid, my grandma would cook the turkey the night before and then she would shred it and put it in a container and put it in the fridge. So my entire childhood, I thought turkey was supposed to be eaten cold. Mm, so I was like, so no, sorry. I don't hate turkey. Turkey is nasty. Ugh, turkey. Ugh. And then like we started eating turkey hot and I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I love turkey. Um, and of course, one of my honorable mentions is green beans. I hate yeah. green beans. Well, if you cook it with a ham hock in it and bacon, it's really good. Anything with bacon is good, though. So, <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to argue that, but that's how we do it. We usually put like we would do some country ham for breakfast, is to like save the ham hock and put that in with the green beans. That's good. Yes. Um, I think this is the most we've ever agreed on anything, Devin. This is a rare moment. <laughs> We're the most agreeable too, you know. Now, I Jake know. and us, they kind of you know go back and See, forth. I would argue with Jake over anything at this point. <laughs> Just because it's so fun. Him yes. and his lawyer-isms. Yes. Um, so some quick things before we quit uh, for the night. Um, so women's basketball plays Tulsa on the 29th at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. Uh, the volleyball team's going to find out what they're where they're going, what they're playing. Uh, at their watch party on Sunday, December 1st, 7.30 p.m. Central. Do-do-do-do-do. Um, men's basketball is playing in the perfect storm of a game. Uh, against number two, Louisville, Friday. Uh, that's 5 p.m. Eastern in Nashville, uh, 4 p.m. Central. And then they got Wright State on next Tuesday, I think I said. Uh, it's yeah. the third, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Uh, if you can't go to the games, watch the games. Uh, support the team. They're going to really appreciate it. Um, Western plays MTSU in their final senior game. Show up. Get wet. Enjoy the game. It's going to be amazing. Uh, Western is at favorite right now at minus eight. I guarantee they're going to cover, if not go over the spread. Um, so uh, that game is what did we say? Like, it's one o'clock. One o'clock Central, two p.m. Eastern, and it is on ESPNU. Uh, so guys, Wait, really? Yes, like uh, you, important. not like ESPN Plus. Like this is a nationally. No, it's game. ESPN Plus. I'm sorry. Ah, Devin. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna like, say, how did we get an ESPN U game? <laughs> I slipped up. I slipped up. Okay. Um, let me double oh, check that real quick. Uh, and while you're double checking that, I will give one movie recommendation just because I saw it today. Y'all can okay. condemn me and judge me as much as you want for saying this, but. 
the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood with Tom Hanks as Mr. Rogers was so good. Go see it. You will cry, but it was great. I will have to. Uh, That guy was probably like the sweetest guy ever. Uh, It is on ESPN Plus, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central. Uh, Show up, senior day, support the guys. that would really appreciate it. Um, They've done an amazing job this season. They have gone above and beyond what anybody thought they were going to do. Uh, that includes all of us at the Tower Rack, even positive yeah. Pete, um, Matt, who we all thought was crazy. And he was telling us early in the season, these guys are going to be amazing. Well, next year we're going to have to listen to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're going to hopefully they'll end the season at eight and four. Uh, they got to beat MTSU. Straight biddies, the back fat of Nashville. They are done. Uh, so as always, guys, uh, go tops. Go tops. Very nice. Mm-hmm. You good? <laughs> Where did you go? Hello? Have a good Thanksgiving, buddy. Sorry, I hit the mute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll see how it is. No. All right, I'll see you. Have a good Thanksgiving. Hey, yeah, happy Thanksgiving to you too. All right, see ya.